0: Amen. Thank you, platform workers. Thank you for your liberality. Much appreciated. You've got your Bible, 2 Samuel 16, 2 Samuel 16, uh, this morning. I want to preach a message. I hope that will help all of us surviving Shimei. Surviving Shimei, and I will explain who Shimei is in a moment. But there's a famous preacher. He was a while back, it's not so much now. But he's still on TV, called Benny Hens. And uh, anyway, he's being criticized. One day, he's on the radio. They want to do an interview with him. I, I wonder. I heard about his ministry, and so on the radio, they begin to criticize him for his doctrinal error. They had their work down. They had their and they challenged him. they begin to criticize him about his doctrinal error, his hair, his expensive lifestyle, and. They went on and on, pretty tough I'm criticizing him, uh, but Benny said, you better stop talking about me and my family, or God's going to get you. Don't touch the Lord's anointing. He said a lot of other things, and, and uh, so I want to talk about criticism today. You know, people talk, don't they? People say hurtful things, criticize, uh, uh, so we need to learn how uh, to process criticism right. People are always going to criticize, say things, uh, uh, and make noise. But, and sometimes uh, give, we give them something to criticize, so let's don't do that. But in our text, our text is about a man named Shimei, who is criticizing the king, and the king doesn't respond in anger. Uh, he doesn't have Shimei arrested, beaten, or thrown in prison. But the king tells his guard or soldiers by him uh, to let him criticize. Let him say what he wants. Let him uh, go. He wants to talk. Let him talk. Verse 12, though, the king said, let's leave this into God's hands. So let's read the story. Samuel uh, 16, we started at verse 5. So, uh, it said, when King David came to Burham, uh, behold, there came out a man of the family, the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, the son of gira coming uh, from there. He came out cursing continually as he came, verse 6. And he threw stones at David and all the servants of the king as well. And all the people and all the mighty men were on the right hand and on the left, verse 7. Also, Shimei said when he cursed, Come out, come out, you bloodthirsty man, you rogue. The Lord has brought upon you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has delivered the kingdom into uh, the hand of Absalom, your sons. So now you are cut in your own evil because you are a bloodthirsty man. Then Abishai said to the king, Why should this dead dog curse the Lord, my king? Let me go out and take, uh, let me go over and take off his head. Verse 10. Then David said to him, uh, David said, let him curse because the Lord hath said to him, curse David, who then shall say, Why have you done this? Verse 11. And David said to Abishai and all of his servants, See how my son has come come from my own body, seeks my life. How much more now this Benjamite, let him alone and let him curse, for the Lord has ordered him. Verse 12. It may be that the Lord will look upon my afflictions, and that the Lord will repay my good uh, for his cursing this day, and as David and his men went along the road, Shimei, I went along the hillside opposite him, cursing him or cursed him as he went, throwing stones at him and kicking up dust. Verse fourteen. And the king and all the people that were with him came weary and refreshed themselves there. Let's pray, Father. I'm asking you this morning, God, for an anointing, a grace you have got upon my preaching. God, I have no confidence in this flesh, but I have great confidence in your word, the spirit of God, uh, the power of God. I pray this morning, reach into every heart, every life. God, let us not leave as we are changes in heart and mind. Uh, God, help us, God, to learn how to process criticism. I pray, God, speak to us, minister your word into our heart and our spirit. And God, people would say, amen. So surviving Shimei. Uh, let's look first at when insults come. Uh, you know, in life, we're going to have to learn how to deal with criticism. If you've lived any time at all, you know that's true. We have to learn how to deal with that. Criticism, by definition, is the expression of disapproval, displeasure, and fault finding. There are people that think it is their job to criticize. Have have been around a few of them. They think it's their job to criticize, define, to and express all your faults. Uh, we call them gossipers. Come on. A gossiper is someone who talks enthusiastically about others in a negative way. Uh, uh, amen. I've seen this so many times in my Christian life, you just want to scream. But, you know, we have to learn how to deal with criticism. Uh, we have to learn how to deal with this in life if we're going to have any... S- A peace of mind. So the truth is, it's easy to serve God when everybody's rooting you on, talking well of you. It's easy to serve God when they're they're saying, hey man, you're the best thing that's happened since apple pie. You know, yeah, you're the best, you know, it's easy to serve God when that's going on, right? Uh, When they're lifting you up, praising you, man, great job, I can't believe how nice you look. Uh, I mean, it's easy to serve God in their time, but what about when they criticize? When they find fault, when they look at you in a negative way, or they somebody talks about you, uh, maybe there's some truth in it, but they exaggerate the truth and it becomes gossip. They tell other people uh, that's when it's not so easy, right? That's when we have to process things. So as men and women of God, as Christians, we have to learn how to process uh, criticism. In our text, Shimei is saying horrible things to the king. Come out, come out, you bloodthirsty man, you rogue. Uh, uh, not only is he speaking negative, hurtful words, but the Bible said he's kicking up dust and throwing stones. I mean, this is a man that's out of his mind. Uh, you imagine, here's the king, especially in those days, the king uh, has a barrage of soldiers around him. Uh, these are well-trained. These are the best soldiers he has. Uh, uh, they're protecting him as he's going out of town. Uh, there's this guy in the hill kicking up dust, making a scene, throwing stones at at the king, and don't know, if they throw enough stones, you're going to get hit. And the stones are being thrown, uh, you're going to get hit. And so this is the scene, David's leaving town, and here's a man, insult after insult, uh, kicking up dust, throwing uh, stones, and David has to process this. And sometimes, maybe not that bad, but we have to learn how to process criticism. In these times, we can develop an attitude that says, uh, I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. Uh, They can talk all they want. But that's not right either. We can't just throw our hands up and say, I don't care what they say. I don't care how they talk. Uh, That's not the way to respond. Pastor Campbell uh, said to us many times, uh, when somebody is speaking bad about you, uh, we need to ask ourselves, is there any truth in it? One, is there any truth in what they're saying? Have we given them anything to talk about? Have we given them something to criticize us about? Uh, and we've got to think about that. We've got to consider that before we get all angry and make a fool of ourselves. So if one, if there, is there any truth? I've had people criticize uh, me uh, through the years for different things. And I've had to take a look. And sometimes uh, I've given them the ammo. I've given them the right. Uh, I've had to learn from that and, and try not to do that as much now. Yeah, one person, one man said, one person calling you donkey, a donkey, you can ignore it. Two people calling you a donkey, mate, look and see if you've got to tell. If three people call you a donkey, it's time to go buy a saddle. Because you might be a donkey. <laughs> There's some truth into that. If one person, you know, saying, okay, no problem. But if you got a multitude of people, you might have a problem. You may have an issue they rightly talk about. Is it right? No, but you've given them something to talk about. You know, anyone that's ever done anything for God has had to deal with criticism. And that's one of the... The things that hurts Christians sometimes uh, is you hear somebody talking about you, or you come up in the conversation or among people and they stop talking, <laughs> and and then you have to learn to process that. But listen, if you're going to live for God, do anything for God, criticism is going to be there. Second Corinthians ten, Paul is dealing with criticism spoken against him. Uh, they're saying his letters are weighty. And powerful, but his bodily presence is weak uh, and his speech contemptible. Verse 10, it says this, uh, for some say his letter is weighty and forceful, but in person he is unimpressive uh, and his speeching account, or his speech accounts to nothing. Now imagine walking into that. You're the Apostle Paul who has started uh, most of the church in the whole New Testament. And, and he's, these are churches he had started. These are people that invested in, uh, but now they're saying, uh, yeah, uh, you know, but, yeah, he's not that much. Yeah, he, his letters, but, have you ever heard him talk? Have you ever seen what he looks like? Short, bald-headed guy, probably had some weight on him. Uh, Not very impressive. I mean, that's just what they're saying, that's Paul's description. Uh, But, I mean, so looking at him, listening to him, and he feels the criticism. I mean, he's walking into that, he hears the talk, he feels, uh, and in his mind, hey, I invested in you. I pioneered this church. I You wouldn't be here if I start didn't start this ministry. But now he hears all this criticism coming at him. Matthew 21. On Thursday, they're praising Jesus, saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, in the highest. But on Friday, they're saying, crucify him, crucify him. The swing uh, that people have sometimes. Uh, one day they're praising you. The next day something happens. Uh, yeah, crucify him. Just shoot them uh, or whatever yet yeah, That's the swing that can happen sometimes in ministry. You know, when David started his ministry, uh, they're singing songs of how great he was. They said, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. But here Shimei is saying, uh, 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 or cursing the king, throwing rocks at him, kicking up dust. Uh, that's life. And we're going to have to learn how to process criticism. We're going to have to learn how to deal with gossip and complaint against our life. And if not, listen, we're going to crumble. I mean, think about this on Thursday. Hosanna, Hosanna palm leaves are thrown on the ground. Uh, Friday, those same people are saying crucifying. Matthew 5, verse 11 and 12. Jesus is getting his disciples ready for ministry. And he says this to them. Blessed are you when you are reviled, when they revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil things against you falsely for my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For uh, so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus is saying to them, "Listen. A part of your ministry is criticism. A part of your ministry is you go out and ministers, you go out and preach, you go out and." and, uh, you know, give them the word of God, they're going to criticize you. There's always going to be people that, uh, you know, take that sermon apart or take you apart. Jesus said that's a part of it. But don't get, uh, you know, don't get uh, too into it because, listen, uh, every prophet that's came before you, they've done the same thing to. You know, Jesus, they're receiving the loaves and the fish that he multiplied, uh, but listen, they're the same people as in the crowd, crucify him. You know, Joseph is thrown into the pit, So as a slave, spent years in prison uh, over some words of his brother. He's criticized, they, they've said all kinds of things, they've sold him, uh, and none of it's even true, it's not his fault, but you know, all this bad happened to him because of criticism of other people. So the truth is, people have been talking about us all of our life, right, right? We got to people been talking about you all your whole life, so you can't get bent out of shape when you hear somebody been talking about you in church. (laughs) Come on, I've had people get so bent out of shape uh, I come back at church they throw the Bible down. They they even say a few words that they didn't say last week (laughs) because somebody criticized them. So listen, uh, if we're going to be a Christian and live for God, criticism is part of it sometimes, Now, I'm not giving anybody a license to criticize people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you criticize, that's not righteous at all. Uh, but there's people who are going to do that in life anyway. In our text, Shimei is calling out David, and Abishai says, "Hey, let me go take off his head." How many wanted to do that? Uh, I mean. I mean, you can imagine the scene. Here's the king. Uh, it's not just a anybody. This is the king. Yeah, and, I mean, is is uh, number one or number two officer. Hey, let me take care of this guy. You know, there's people who try to get you mad, and make you do something wrong. But listen, uh, we need to learn how to deal with criticism. So let's look, secondly, responding in the flesh hurts other people. You know, when we're, before we're saved, that's how we responded, right? If somebody criticized you, uh, okay, let's take it outside. Or meet me over here, or you give them a, a lashing with your words. Or you begin to gossip about them to other people, and we get in the flesh. Uh, and before we're saved, that's natural. That's what we did. Amen. I that's how we handled business. Uh, uh, we, we made them look worse than they made us look, right? But listen, as Christians, we don't do that. As Christians, uh, we don't get in the flesh. Amen? We stay in the spirit. Verse 9, Then Abishai said uh, to the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over and take off his head. Not punch him. I'm going to take off his head. I've got a sword. I mean, it's not just, hey, let me go jack him up. I'm going to take off his head. So, the natural response in the flesh is the the, it's the fire right back, right? So Abishai wanted to hurt somebody here. But the king understood that listen, when this war is over, he's gonna have to bring healing to a nation. He's gonna have to bring healing to these very people that have criticized him. Uh made me think about the the Civil War, our own war, uh the, the you know, the north and the south, how Lincoln had to bring them back together, uh, In many of his speeches, he had to uh, to throw water on the fire and and begin to praise things that uh, what he was doing is trying to bring healing to a nation. And David is doing that. He said, listen, uh, uh, when this thing is over, when this rebellion is over, I'm going to have to bring healing to the very people so I can't act in the flesh. I can't go cut off everybody's head that's criticizing me. Uh, That's not how we handle church business. Verse 12, he said, It may be that the Lord will look on my affliction, and that the Lord will repay me good uh, for his cursing this day. In other words, let's put this in God's hands. I know what I want to do, but every time we act in the flesh, we hurt somebody. If somebody's talking about me or talking about you, uh, once we get in the flesh, listen, uh, this flesh can get nasty. This flesh can get very unrighteous. This flesh can get... Ugly, uh, and when we, we react in the flesh, listen, people are going to be hurt. And David understands this. I'm not going to act like uh, Shimei Isaac, acting. I'm not going to respond to him uh, in the flesh as he's responding to me. Uh, but I'm going to leave this in God's hands. And that's what Christians do. Luke chapter 9, Jesus and his disciples are not being received well into a city. And James and John, these mighty disciples... Say, to Jesus, you want us to call fire down from heaven and wipe them out. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus training these guys to love people. He trained these guys to meet needs, to heal uh, uh, wounds of uh, uh, people, bring the gospel in where it's needed, you know, to, to bring some direction. But they're in the flesh now. They're not being received. Uh, uh, we don't want Jesus or disciples around us. Go somewhere else uh uh, I don't want them, uh, that's the language, and these disciples are offended. Uh, they say, uh, they remember the Old Testament story when Elijah called some fire down. Uh, uh, can we call fire down and wipe out these people? And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of here. That's not of God, for one, uh, that's a spirit of the flesh, that's anger, that's bitterness, that's hatred, uh, that's everything I'm not. And Jesus began to bring some direction to them. Listen, uh, if we're going to love people and build a church, uh, that can't be in you. So we're learning in scriptures that, listen, we have to handle criticism righteously. uh, Or listen, we can blow up a church very quickly. Because there's always other people involved. You know, Pastor Campbell's told us many times, when you're dealing with the, if I have to deal with the husband, I'm dealing with the wife. She may not be there, but I'm talking to him, I'm talking to her as well. Many times you're talking to their children. Uh, If they have other relatives in the church, you're talking to them as well. So if you handle this wrong, uh, all of them are going to be offended. David understands this. Uh, Other people are involved. If I take off Shimei's head uh, because he's acting crazy, how is this going to affect his wife and children? How's it going to affect these others? So, when we act in the flesh, we hurt other people. Uh, and God says, don't do that. You know, the truth is, there's some people you're not going to quiet even if you take off their head. <laughs> right? I mean, not literally, but I mean, you can do whatever you want to do, you're not going to quiet them. Gossip, they're gossip. They They speak criticism. That's you ain't, There's nothing you can do to stop that. Unless God steps in... There's the story of a father and a son going to the market uh, with their donkey. The old man was on the donkey, and the people said, "That's not right." So, so the old man got off and put the boy on the donkey. Other people started to say, "That's not right either." So the boy got off, uh, uh, and both of them start walking beside the donkey. And the people said, "That ain't right either. Somebody needs to get on the donkey." (laughs) There's always, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. Some people uh, ain't going to criticize. They're gonna say what they say, but so we gotta to learn to be Christians and respond righteously. I'm not gonna act like that, say that. They may be that, they may need that. There's no pleasing some people. I mean you can say, I'll give you a thousand dollars, you just quit. They'll take your money, but they won't quit. <laughs> right? There's some people you just can't please. Uh, they're going to say what they say. So as a Christian, uh, we have to learn how to be or respond righteously. You know, Paul in Ephesians 6 is uh, uh, dealing with issues uh, in the church. And he said, one way have to learn is not flesh and blood. Uh, that's your act fighting. It's the demon spirit. It's verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the uh, rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realms. So when somebody is criticizing and gossiping, it's a spirit behind it. There's a demonic spirit fueling that. There's a demonic activity uh, behind criticism, behind gossip. Uh, and Paul said, what you need to do is identify that uh, and start binding the spirit. I bind the spirit of criticism, uh, the spirit of gossip. I cast it down. Uh, I plead the blood of Jesus over my life, over this circumstance, uh, because it's spiritual. And we start speaking that. We start praying like, yeah, they start shutting up. Because you've identified something, you're be, you're letting the spirit of hell control your language. Uh, you're letting a demonic spirit come through you through your speech. Uh, and when you identify what it is. Uh, you're gonna have some success here. Now, I don't go around and say, "Yeah, you're a demon." I'm not saying that, but I'm, but I'm going to bind that spirit. I'm going to bind that 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 talk uh, many times in the morning in prayer, and praying. I'm doing that by criticism. I bind. Whatever, I think, the spirit that's prevalent at the time uh, I spend time here because I understand we're fighting demonic forces. uh, uh, We're outside these four worlds. We're fighting things. You know, Shimei, you know, or let me say, some people speak out of hurt. Shimei had lost people in the battle because of King David. We know in one battle Saul and Jonathan died in the battle. Uh, this was Shimei's family. This was part of his uh, uh, family that he had sat down with, had meals with, spent time with, family reunions. Uh, and there's the battles in those days. And if you know the story Saul and David, Saul was always against David. And in one battle they died. So he's speaking out of hurt here. He's speaking out of Uh, He's blaming David for all the the deaths in his family. Different things that's happened. uh, uh, And David understands that. David has the wisdom to understand that this man's hurt. uh, And he's speaking out of being hurt. and, And David had mercy. You know, you read the book of Judges. Samson lost his wife. And because he lost his wife, he started lighting fires everywhere. He's doing that out of hurt. People do things that are hurt, uh, say things, uh, they will gossip, they will criticize. and That's why I say you have to address the spirit. I cast that spirit down. Uh, maybe not in their presence so much, but pray against it. I cast it down, I break his power, and and pray they get a breakthrough somewhere. Pray they see it, God will help them. Look lastly when the dust settles here. Shimei is kicking up dust here. Shimei's name means reputation. So the devil will assault your reputation. This is what Shimei is doing to David, trying to, uh, to assault his reputation. Uh, yeah, everybody's singing a song. David's a good man, he's a man of God. Uh, but he's trying to assault his reputation and trying to and, and bring in things that aren't true. Shimei said, when you. Uh, when he cursed, come out, come out, you bloodthirsty man, you rogue. Uh, David wasn't that man. Rogue, this word means dangerous and uncontrolled. Uh, David was not that. But here in criticism, people many times, uh, they're assaulting, uh, amen, that, that character, reputation, trying to, to change the picture right there, trying to change the look. David knows God's word, though, has more weight than Shimei's words. And somewhere we've got to grasp that. Somewhere we got to grasp, but listen, uh, the, God's word is more powerful than Shimei. They can criticize, but God and what God's doing in my life and through me has more weight than their words. And when we understand that, we're not going to react in the flesh. We're not going to fight back to hurt uh, or to take off somebody's head. We're going to understand, listen, uh, God's word has more weight. And this causes us to live righteously at the same time. Because we don't want to give people things to talk about. You know, God's word determines our life, not Shimei's words. In our text, David says, uh, It may be that the Lord will look upon my afflictions, and that the Lord will repay me good uh, for his cursing this day. Pastor Mitchell used to pray, and I didn't understand it when he prayed this, uh, God reverse it, reverse the curse, and I'm like, I didn't understand that at first. I'm kind of confused what He's saying. Listen, uh, let that fall on them. Don't let it fall on me. What they're saying, let them feel it. Let it fall back on their heads. Uh, in other words, let them see it. Let them get slapped in the face by their own words, uh, and maybe they will change. Not that hey, we want to curse them, what to do them bad, but let them feel their words here. Let them feel what they're putting out. Uh, and, I, and I believe that's good doctrine. That's what David is saying here. The Lord may repay me good for his cursing this day. Uh, David's saying, God, I'm putting this in your hands. I hear the words. Uh, I, see, uh, I see what it's doing in the people's minds and how it's uh, you know, touching other people. But God, I'm putting it in your hands. Listen, that's all you can do sometimes. You know, David's responding spiritually not in the flesh. Right? And so many times we have to just make a decision, I'm going to respond righteously. I'm a Christian, I'm a man of God, I'm not going to get in that tangled web. You know, the book of Job, you read it, by God's own words, Job was a good man, a righteous man. When God says something like that about you, that's for sure. Uh, He said, Job is the most righteous man uh, in that day. Uh, So God Stamp approval on Job as a righteous man, a good man, uh, but that didn't stop Satan, did it? That didn't stop his uh, three friends. As you read the whole book, uh, uh, it's incredible. Here are these three friends of his. Uh, I mean, at first they're sitting for seven days just that all, oh, uh, what's happened to this man. But when they start talking, what they start doing? Start criticizing. Uh, you must have sinned. You must have rebelled against God. Uh, it's your fault. This doesn't just happen. Uh, for no reason. Uh, and here's poor Job. He's laying there. His body's tore up. Uh, boils. Uh, no strength there. He's lost his family. He's lost everything but his wife. He's lost all of his cattle, all of his servants, all of his children. And they're all dead. They've gone by storms and different things. Uh, and here's this poor man. He's laying there. Uh, and the last thing he needs is criticism. last thing, yeah, what'd you do? You must have sinned. You must have rebelled, because uh, this doesn't just happen. But what's more interesting to me, as you read the book through it, you just want to reach out and slap his friends. I know I'm preaching against that right now, but, uh, <laughs> but as you read it, you're like, you're like, how dare you do this this man? I mean, if you read Job, it's like, how dare you speak them words? Uh, uh, but what's more interesting to me, God didn't bless Job until he prayed for his friends. I mean, here's some friends that have, uh, for 40 chapters, or 39 chapters anyway, has criticized you, uh, uh, put all kinds of guilt and shame on you. You're innocent. uh, And God said, I'm not going to bless you, and you pray for these guys. You know, that's the answer sometimes. God's convicted me many times for people that have done me wrong or said words, and God said, begin to pray for them. As I come to church in the morning for and I'll call their name, uh, pray God help them, uh, God bless them, uh, help, you know, let them see, and, and as I'm praying for them, uh, I feel the love of God coming in my heart, I feel the grace of God coming, there's a peace, there's a joy, and I'm not bitter and angry, but through that prayer, uh, God did a miracle in me, and now I'm not bitter and mad about them, uh, I'm praying for them, this is what's happening in the book of Job, uh, after Thirty-nine chapters of being criticized uh, of all these uh, and accused. uh, uh, God said, I want you to pray for your friends. That's hard to do sometimes, isn't it? You know somebody's talking about you, and God said, don't go there and do anything. Just pray for them. That's good medicine this morning. And look what it says in Job 42, verse 10. After Job prayed for his friends, he still called them friends, the Lord restored his fortune and gave him twice as much as he had before. All of his brothers and sisters, everyone who had known him before, came and ate uh, with him in his house. They comforted him, consoled him uh, over all the troubles the Lord had brought upon him. And each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. Verse 12, Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, a thousand donkeys, and and he also had seven sons and three daughters. Nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters. And their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years. He saw his, his children and grandchildren to the fourth generation. And so Job died an old man full of years. And I thought about that. What if he didn't pray for his friends? What if he would have said, ah, no way. They don't deserve my prayer. I'm not going to do it because the Bible said after he prayed. So listen, if you hear somebody criticizing you, talking about you, pray for them. Because that's where the blessing lies. As you pray for them, God help them. Uh, don't pray, God, bring fire down them. God, destroy them. God, no, no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're talking about God help them. God, open their eyes. God, bless them. God, bless them. And the Bible said Job prayed to bless his friends, and God brought blessing on him. So listen, surviving Shimei, you're not going to stop people from talking about you. That's the flesh. People do that all the time. Should they do it in church? Absolutely not. Does it happen absolutely, but listen, uh, we can't respond in the wrong way. I mean, we got to be Christians, as as uh, Job here pray for him, believe God for him, and God will bless you. And I'm sure when these three friends seen Job being blessed, fourteen thousand sheep, thousand yokes of y- uh, oxen, uh, family grow again, they probably say, "Hey, man, we, we shouldn't have said what We said we're sorry. We we did wrong. Please forgive us." Because that's what happens, right? So we need to remember: people are always going to kick up dust, but what will we be when the dust settles? Think about Jesus, he spit upon, he's lied about, he's beaten with whips, he's put on the cross naked, and on the cross he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. That's how we respond to criticism. Can you say, man? Let's bow our heads this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed.